welcome to Healing for Today with your hosts Darren and Jenny. We're here to study what the Bible teaches on healing, the kingdom of God and who we are in Christ Jesus. Why don't you connect with us on healing4today.org. It's really good having you with us today. Now let's sit back and relax and let's get into what the Word of God says today. Praise God. Hello. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> yep. Good evening, everyone. We're just so glad that you're, uh, you're able to join us today. Um, welcome and all, if there's any new people. Any new as people, well. yes. We'd really want to welcome you and bless you. Thank you for joining with us tonight. We're going to look at um, and talk about today um, about the power of vision. Or we could say the power of your imagination regarding healing. Now, the moment you use the word imagination, there are some people who <laughs> have disconnected already. They think you're talking about mind over matter or new age stuff. Um, or there are others that say imagination is just to do with fantasy world. It's not, not reality. And I don't want anything to do with fantasy. I want something. Recording in progress. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I want to um, deal with not fantasy, but I want to deal with something that is real absolutely real. Now children we know have a vivid imagination. They can dream all sorts of things and as a young boy I used to dream big. I used to have an office chair in the garden shed that I used to run my business from as a young boy, you know. So you dream about these things of being a spaceman or being a policeman or you know if you're a young lady to be a princess etc etc. However, the fantasy world is not the use of imagination that we're going to talk about tonight. No. So let's start off looking at Genesis 6, 5. That's Genesis 6, 5. And it says there in the New King James Version that the Lord saw that the wickedness of man mm. was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Wow. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> So the Lord talked about seeing our imagination and the imagination of our thoughts being completely evil or, you know, in those days. Throughout the Old Testament, there are numerous scriptures that talk about uh, imaginations of the heart being evil. Whether you realize it or not, your imagination is a vital part of your life. Uh, we see in um, Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace, that's the Lord talking about us, Amen. you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The word here, mind, is the Hebrew word yetzer or yeser, uh, Y-E-S-T-E-R, sometimes it's um, spelt Y-E-S-E-R, and it literally means conception. So the mind is where we conceive things, just like a woman conceives a child. You know, mm. the stork doesn't bring babies, sorry to disillusion you. <laughs> That's not how they come. You have to conceive a child. The exact same word here is translated 
mind is translated imagination in other places in the Bible. So if we put that back into the scripture in Isaiah 26, 3, um, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose imagination is stayed on you because mm -hmm. he trusts in you. So when you think, you know, your imagination is stayed on him, your imagination, your thoughts need to be stayed on him and stayed on what he is saying about the situation. Mm. Amen. Amen. Okay, so in Genesis 11, 5 to 6, it says, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which... So I've lost it, the which sons the of sons of men had built. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Wow. wow. So, yeah, the Lord was uh, threatened in a sense, with the peoples because their imagination, they could do anything mm. they imagined. So he had to do something to limit their imagination and limit their ability to, to communicate. communicate. Wow. And you can see that through the scriptures today for us. You know, we're told to cast down vain imaginations that That's are right. opposite to the word of God or opposite mm. to Jesus. We are told how to limit our imagination mm. and to keep our imagination in the right place, just like they were keeping it unfortunately, in the wrong place. Mm. You use your imagination every minute of every day. Wow. You ima your imagination is part of you. It's the part of you that conceives things. Yeah, you mean. cannot do something that you haven't already conceived on the inside. Mm, you mean. can't think something before you've conceived it. Even going down to the, the, the corner shop, you know, at the end of the road mm. or the post office or taking somebody to school or something, you know, you've got an imagination, oh, there's traffic there, right, mm. I'll go the other way. But your, your mind has already imagined the other route that you want mm. to take, yeah? Mm. Yeah, and going on that, you see, like, if you take that a bit further on the corner shop, you know, if you consider it, you would be able to look out of the window, mm -hmm. but not necessarily see all the turnings and all the traffic lights and how many roads you have left to cross right or, turns. yeah, left turn, left turn, left. but you can see it in your mind. You can sit here right now, and if I asked you to picture going down to the corner shop in your mind, you'd sit there in your thinking, you would picture yourself going out of the door, turn left, turn, left, turn right, go down, walk mm. to the end of the road, and you imagine, you know, you could say that you, you, you know, you can go down there and you turn right, and then you turn left, and then you go down to the end of the turning, you go round a little corner, and then you cross over the road, and there you are, you're at the corner shop. Mm. And yet you can't see it at that very moment. But you can see it in your imagination. Now, the dictionary defines imagination as your ability to see something that isn't present or real at that particular moment. <laughs> Let me take it another way and look at it another way. You know, before you build a building, you have to imagine it in your imagination. And then you'd go and take the, that thought to your, uh, your imagination to the architect to draw up the pictures and the plans. And that architect couldn't physically see that building. Mm. He uses his imagination mm. to grasp your ideas and then puts those images down on paper. 
making what we call a blueprint with all the details and all the way to build it in order to get that building into manifestation. The image that you had in your heart, that's how it's done all the time. And it's no different in the spiritual world. You cannot do anything that you haven't already seen on the inside of you. Now think about that. You can't do anything unless you've seen yourself doing it beforehand. Wow. That is your conception. That's where things start to get birthed. Mm. You have to receive it first. You have to receive it and conceive it in your inner man before you see it manifest in the earth. Mm. I suppose that's very similar also to um, seeing yourself healed. Mm. Um, and this is a major problem when people are not receiving healing, yeah. often because they've been sick a long time and they are thinking sick, mm. they're dreaming sick, they're yeah. planning sick, um, and, and that's not going to help the situation. No. So we, we do not centre our, our life around sickness no. we we should not build our whole life around sickness and disease and constantly thinking of being sick and yeah, obviously absolutely. you know to the natural mind this is really difficult yeah. but to the spiritual mind and to um, just allowing God and the Holy Spirit to help us in this issue because he's let's face it he's the one that's telling us where we need to focus our imagination absolutely. and our attention so it is really only him that can give us the revelation that we need to be able to do this because mm. a natural mind is just like what but but it's hurting there's mm. pain mm. and yeah you know but that's not what God has told us to do God yeah. has told us to focus on him Amen. and also it goes on in Proverbs 23 7 to say for as he thinks in his heart so is he Amen. so yet again there's another scripture that's saying don't think sickness. Don't don't imagine those things. Don't 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 keep them in the centre of your heart. You know, Proverbs four twenty is a good one for that, mm. showing Gen you know where where we have to meditate in mm. our heart. Yeah. So this basically says that the way we see things on the inside mm. is how we experience things on the outside. That is so true. The ability to see something with your heart mm. and not just see something with your physical eyes is your imagination. This isn't just children's play. This isn't, it's for mm. adults as well. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but, but um, you know, in, in the past, I've really been sort of almost jealous of, of people that are so positive. And so everything is, is glowing and everything is, and you're sort of going through a trial and you think, how? How do they continue to smile and glow yeah. And, yeah. and say everything in their world is rosy? But yeah. it is, it starts on the, on the inside. inside of your heart. Absolutely right. And it's sometimes a difficult pill to swallow but you've got to see things the way that God sees things yeah. so you know if you're assembling something for instance like some furniture you might be given some instructions um, this part fits into this part but it's important to have the words but it's also important to have an illustration an illustration a picture is worth a thousand words so if you can picture something on the very inside of you just like you're putting this furniture together you picture oh I've got 
you know, four legs and that goes into there and that whatever. And it's important for us to picture our healing on the inside, mm -hmm. um, to see ourselves healed. And if we don't do that, then it's going to be a tricky road. Yeah. Um, I listened to um, somebody preaching a little while back and he was talking about a woman who was a pastor um, and she was having this um, healing evangelist come to her church and this particular pastor lady had very poor eyesight. She had glasses that were like Coke bottles sort of um, ends. You know, they were really, she, wow. she, was, she was really blind without her glasses. And she'd had so many people pray for her that, you know, she just felt, I just don't want to be disappointed again. I don't want somebody else to pray for me. So she tried to avoid this guy for the weekend that he was there teaching in the church. But eventually he cornered her and said, I want to pray for you. She said, okay, and uh, he said, right, I want you to take your glasses off, shut your eyes, and we're going to pray. So he prayed, <clears throat> and then um, he said, right, can you see? And she went to open her eyes, and he yelled at her and said, I didn't tell you to open your eyes, can you see? Hmm, okay. So she shut her eyes, and then again he said, can you see? And she went to open her eyes again. He said... No, I didn't tell you to open your eyes. Shut your eyes. And this is finally the third time he asked her if she could see. And she went to open her eyes again. He yelled, I didn't tell you to open your eyes. You have to see yourself seeing with your heart, which mm. is your imagination. You have to see yourself healed on the inside before you see yourself healed on, on the, the outside, outside yeah, yeah. then this woman shut her eyes and she prayed in the spirit for a little while and finally she said yep i can see it i can see myself seeing without those glasses mm -hmm. and he said to her right you open your eyes then and she opened her eyes and she could see praise so god praise god that's yeah. that's an illustration of how that's really this good works. that's really good you see this is something that we often fail to do you know sorry i'm sad to say that but christians don't tend to do that we just pray for a person and then we wait to see if the pain's gone or if the sickness gone or if they can see in this example etc etc and if the pain is gone then they say hallelujah praise god yes amen and if it's not gone then they just say well i didn't think it would work for me and yet they, they're getting exactly what they're believing for. And they never saw themselves healed on the inside mm. before being prayed for. And we would, we would be better off to instill healing in a person's heart than to let them conceive healing and give birth to it. The way most people get healed is that they run to somebody else who has spent time and has conceived healing, and in a sense, they have a surrogate, a surrogate um, birth through somebody else's faith. Mm. But that's not the best way. It's, it is one way, and it, we're not knocking anybody if they've done that, but it's not, not the best way. God uses them in this way because there are all kinds of people at all different stages of growth mm. in their life. And if the only way is for you to be healed is to go and conceive it yourself and take time to establish it, the healing 
on the inside, but what if there's just a newborn baby? What if there's just a new Christian that hasn't been born again very long and didn't have time to establish the healing on the inside of their heart and gave birth to, to it themselves because the doctor has only given them a short time to live? These people would be doomed to die if this was the only way. And this is why I love God so much. He thinks of all kinds of aspects of what we might be walking through and, for us. and provides an answer. God has some people in the body of Christ right now with special gifts and you can run to them and receive healing through them. You know, I've done it myself. However, you can't count on that person always being around mm. when you need them. So the best way is for you to conceive healing and for you to see yourself healed on the inside. As a man thinks in his heart, that's the way he will be. Mm. If you just constantly see yourself well, mm. then that's the way you're going to reproduce it. You know, healing will reproduce itself on the manifest. inside of you and manifest. Mm. And you're going to see that healing. Mm. It will manifest. Mm. And as you put the word in, you know, it's producing mm. healing. You know, the word, um, whatever word you're putting in is the word that it produces. Yeah. You know, apples don't produce oranges and no. oranges don't produce bananas. Mm. Um, and, and it says in 1 Peter uh, 1.23, having been born again, mm. not of corruptible. Amen. So that seed can't be corrupted seed but incorruptible Amen. through the word of God who lives and abides forever isn't it brilliant that it's incorruptible seed yeah that incorruptible seed Amen. you know because let's face it we all came from Adam mm -hmm. and unfortunately that was a corrupted seed that's yeah. why we all need to be born again because yeah. we were born of corruptible seed and the corruptible mm. seed corrupted mm. in Adam when he fell but but now we can take heart that we have been born again by yeah, the incorruptible seed yeah. of the word of God. God and you know every word of God is incorruptible seed mm. the word of healing is incorruptible seed because if you plant that in your heart it will eventually begin to conceive mm. to mm. sprout and you will see yourself healed Amen. on the inside. Once you get healed on the inside, yeah. you will see it on the outside. Amen. It's just a matter of time yeah. Amen. That's <laughs> until true. the physical realm catches yeah. up. We see the Word of God says what it promises and then we use our imagination to see that Come to, pass. Come to pass in our life. Whatever we're looking yeah. for, whatever we're believing for, mm. we put that word in, it's incorruptible, it cannot mm. be destroyed. We can destroy it, we can mm. decide to doubt and unbelief doubt. and say yeah. other things against it. But if we put that word of God in and we continue to believe it and continue to mm. confess it and continue to keep it in our minds and ensure that our mind is, is yeah. stayed on that. Yeah it comes to pass. And you get promises from the scriptures that say, you know, God's word will not return to him void. And when we apply that and speak his word, it will not return void. It's got to have an effect, but it's getting it in our hearts. It's getting it in our imagination and keeping it there, just as Jenny said. Mm. John fourteen twelve says, most assuredly, I say to you, 
he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Mm. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. Now let me ask a question, has any of us seen the greater works? Well, forget that, you might say. I want to see the same works that Jesus did, let alone the greater works. I want to see healing the sick, raising from the dead. I want to cleanse lepers. I want to see these things. We've not even seen the works that Jesus did in full manifestation, let alone greater works. You see, we need to see ourselves not just as an ordinary person, Mm. but we need to see ourselves on the inside Mm. as someone doing greater works that Jesus did. We need to see ourselves as God possessed, mm-hmm. remembering who is living on the inside. Mm-hmm. And he's given us the power. He's given us all power. And he has said, if I am a believer, I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the works that he did. So I can do that also. He's given us permission to do so. So don't look at yourself and think, well, who am I? I could never lay hands on somebody who is in a wheelchair, for example, and see them get out. I don't think wrong. I, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And yet you think slightly out of key. I can't do this. Well, immediately you're putting blocks. That's the imagination going to work, but see yourself in the wrong direction. And you've got to see yourself doing the right thing. And we need to start to meditate on everything, every time where Jesus raised a person from the dead. Mm. And not just Jesus, but the entire Bible's full full of examples like Elijah, and Elisha for mm. two examples. And yet we see ourselves as Gideon, as somebody that's like, woe is me, I'm the smallest of the tribe and, I'm, I'm, and I can't and I can't. Look what he did when God opened his eyes and he got his imagination and he did what Jesus told him to do. Think about what you could do. You see, all the incidents where somebody was raised from the dead and We need to study on these. We need to look at these until we get very, very familiar and that you know all the detail about it. You can see it. You can picture it. And then you can not only see Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, but you see yourself standing there and yelling with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. This is personalizing it. This is making scripture come alive and saying, Father, You said I would do the same works as Jesus. So we need to start seeing ourselves with our imagination. We need to see ourselves doing the same works and greater works than Jesus. I'm not talking about you using your imagination to dream up anything you want. Mm. That's not going to be, it's got to be in line with what Jesus has done, what Jesus has said and what the scriptures say about us. But we see what the word of God says and what it promises. And you will see yourself using your imagination. You will see yourself doing the things and things will come to pass in lives around you. That's how I got started in praying for the sick. I saw myself praying for the sick. 
and I've seen the healing. I just thank God. Thank you, Pastor, for sharing the testimonies that we've had. They're phenomenal. Where did it start? It started with seeing ourselves and imagining ourselves and applying what the scripture says about us. You see yourself walking up to a coffin. This is, I tell you, this is, you know, this, and you see what Jesus did in the city of um, Nahum, where the widow uh, woman, and he, he just walked into the funeral procession and stopped it and commanded the boy to come alive. And he came back from the dead. You need to see yourself raising people from the dead. And I love what pastor says to us. If you haven't fulfilled the call of God on your life, we'll find you and we'll pull you back from the dead and we'll get you to fulfill what God's called you to do. I love that. That's the attitude. That's right. Mm. And the way that Jesus did this, you know, think about Jairus' daughter as another one. You've got to see these things and start meditating on them with your imagination and start seeing yourself doing these things. It's the same if you've got sickness in your body today. Do you see yourself sick or do you see yourself healed? And there are a lot of people who are seeking to be healed, yet they've never conceived it in their imagination. That's like a woman who's praising for a child and she doesn't ever have a physical relationship with a man. You can pray all you want. You can pray for a woman until you rub the hair off the top of her head and she's not gonna get pregnant that way. It's not how it happens. There is only one virgin birth and I'm sorry to say, there's not gonna be a second with that individual lady. You have to conceive a child. You have to conceive your miracle and you can conceive it in your imagination. Mm. So going back and looking at Isaiah 6.3, it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind stays on thee, whose imagination stays on thee. That word mind literally means to conceive and it is translated imagination. Mm. Your imagination is the part of your mind that conceives things. And if you can't see it on the inside, you're not going to see it on the outside. Mm. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 3 to 5 says, that's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Mm. So we can't battle in the flesh for our healing. No. We can't battle that way. We have to do it in the spirit realm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God mm. for the pulling down of strongholds. Strong so if there's been strongholds, excuse me, <coughs> There's been strongholds in your life. Cast them down. The word of God mm. is powerful. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity mm. to the obedience of Christ. Amen. And that, again, is like we're bringing those imaginations that aren't positive imaginations to the obedience of Christ. Mm. And what it means by the obedience of Christ, it means we're bringing it 
to the Word of God, Christ, mm. the Word of God. We are bringing those thoughts, maybe a, a, a wayward thought that says something that it mm. shouldn't be saying. No, I'm not, I'm not having that thought. Yeah. I just bring my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ and I mm. declare... And you just declare the word of God, the opposite. Amen. You declare what is truth against that. Yeah, amen. So this is talking about weapons that are so powerful to cast down these imaginations and cast down strongholds. Now, if you've always thought in a particular way and you've suddenly, you know, the light bulb moment goes off and we all have light bulb mm. moments. It's the Holy Spirit being a wonderful counsellor for us. Amen. You know, we all have light bulb moments. Oh, I shouldn't be thinking that way, should I? Why have I never seen that before? Oh, my goodness. And then there will be a time of having to retrain. It says we retrain our mind. Our mind needs to be retrained Absolutely. as we go on in our, our Christian life. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's how we do it. Mm. Hey-ho. Um, Lawrence of Arabia said, all men dream, but not, not equally. Mm. There's some men that dream in the recesses of their mind in the night, and when they wake up, it is gone. But he said, the world is shaped by people who, when their eyes are open, they dream. Mm. This is not just a po uh, poetic way. This, you know, It's a poetic way of saying things, um, that those who dream with their heart and who see with their imagination, they can see things that other people can't see. Mm. And those are the ones who drive our society and control everything. Yeah. Additionally, you can look at the inventors, mm. you know, um, who use their imaginations to see things before they materialized, mm. like Thomas Edison. He was able to record sound. Yeah. Nobody had thought of that before he saw it and he was able to do this. He also able to invent the light bulb. Yeah. That was all his imagination and he had to do a lot of things in the natural to see what was on the inside happen on mm. the outside. Mm. It's imagination that drives us. If imagination is as important as this, then I have a question. Why doesn't the Bible talk about imagination in a positive way? Mm -hmm. We've already seen Genesis 6, where he saw the imagination of a man's heart was only evil continually. Mm -hmm. And in Genesis 11, he had to stop their imagination because they were doing evil with it. And there are 38 references wow. from the word imagination in the Bible that says 38 references of the word imagination, imaginations, imagined, and there's only one reference where imagination is spoken about in a positive way. And that's in 1 Chronicles 29.18. And 1 Chronicles um, 28.18 says, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of the heart of your people and fix their heart towards you. Mm. So what was happening in this verse? In this verse, we see David had had this offering that came in and it was billions of whatever currency they were in those days. Mm. And he was so touched that he began to pray and he said to God, who are we? We were slaves. We had nothing. Now we have given. Now we've given these billions of mm. currency, whatever currency it was in, 
um, to the construction of the temple. Oh God, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the people, mm. uh, of the people's hearts and, and prepare their hearts unto you. And, you know, you can see this again and again in the Old Testament that they forgot Mm. the good they mm. forgot the miracles they forgot what god had done for them in 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 taking them out of, of mm. situations and circumstances and it is for us as well it's so easy mm. you know one day we can have a fabulous miracle or something amazing that you just know has got to be something god has done but a week later it's it's almost forgotten and and yeah. i think that's why it's important to journal mm. because you forget the the amazing things that god's done because he's always working for us yeah, he's man. always speaking with us sorry i went off on one that's the, so that's the only positive use of imagination in the Bible, mm. and it's talking about our memory. Yeah, you yeah. cannot remember anything without using your imagination. Mm. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that you've been blessed. Remember, send us your questions at healing4today.org and we'll do our best to answer you in a future study. Till the next study, be blessed and remember, stay in His Word. Mm.